Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin on our episode today, let's go ahead and take that golden pause. So, of course, if you're driving or doing an activity, just pay attention to what you're doing and use this as an exercise to get really engaged, really present in what you're doing. If you can, just sit comfortably in a chair or Indian style on the floor. And then just sit back and lean back against something. And just place your palms open on your lap, your shoulders back, and just begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to expand, taking in the fullness of your breath, exhaling, releasing, and relaxing. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand. Breathe in golden sunlight, pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. And exhale, release any tension you feel. Relax. Taking a deep breath in, filling your heart, filling your core, filling your entire body, your whole being with golden sunlight. Exhale and release any fear you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight through your entire being, every cell of your being on the exhale. Just relax, release, receive. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, release, and relax. And breathing in pure golden sunlight through your core, through your heart, through your mind, through your entire being. On the exhale, just let go of what doesn't serve you. This time, as you breathe in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you fill your entire being with pure golden gratitude, exhale, release, and let go. And filling your entire being through the top of your head to the tips of your fingers and your toes with pure golden gratitude. Exhale, relax, and receive. And filling your entire being and every breath you take with pure golden gratitude. On the exhale, just allow yourself to feel all of that joy. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, release, and let go. And this time, as you breathe in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being, on the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you, 
like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in golden gratitude to every cell of your being again, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in of pure golden gratitude on the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about menopause and my take on menopause. Menopause is a, is a journey all of its own. And oftentimes we don't feel very juicy as we're going through menopause. Why? Because it's a big change. That's why they call it the change. It's a huge change in transition that we never really understand fully until we go through it. It's like a lot of things, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but I wasn't all that comfortable with the 20 pounds I gained initially. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with the 20 plus pounds I've gained since, but it's taken me 10 years. It's taken me 10 years to really own the body that I have, to find its real sexiness and the curves that I have, and to just say, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm okay this way. I'm loving this. I'm loving this new body, this body that's my next chapter body. Menopause brings us right into our next chapter. Usually happens around 50 to 55. I've had friends go through menopause in their late 40s, and I've also had women friends that are still having a period and they're in their mid fifties. I went through right at 51 to 52. That's when I went through menopause. And that's when I, my period changed. And I just one day just stopped having one. And I had already started the weight gain cycle. Um, I put on, I don't know, eight pounds, then another five. And then it just kept going up. And then I went, wait a minute, stop. And I said, okay, I need to do something differently. And that's when I started to look into, um, you know, just different ways of eating, different ways of eating um, as I was going through menopause. Drinking less wine, that was one thing I did. Wine tends to um, have your uh, estrogen levels fluctuate and hot flashes and night sweats are all about fluctuating estrogen. So when we drink wine, it sort of mimics, from what I understand, it mimics estrogen in the body. And that's why we like it, because it gives us that nice feeling of, oh my gosh, I feel that nice feeling that I have estrogen, but it's not real. It's just a feeling. <laughs> and it does other things to our body chemistry. It um, can make you crave sugar. It can uh, affect your sleep at night. Um, and I don't know about you, but I noticed that my sleep was really, really impacted during menopause. Um, waking up, sweating all over the sheets, the bed sheets, having to put a towel down at night, having an extra um, change of clothes next to the bed. Um, I had those until I started taking bioidenticals. Now, I'm not a physician, and I'm not encouraging you to do anything physically um, uh, I'm not going to say you should do this. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you and share with you what I've done that's really helped me and that I, um, what my physician recommends. And, and you need to seek your own physician 
and find out what is right for your body because everybody, everybody's body is different. And this is really a conversation for you to have with your um, internal doctor or your female doctor about menopause, about using bioidenticals or a patch or whatever. But a lot of my friends do different things, but I chose the bioidentical route and I chose the compounded creams. So I take a combination of progesterone at night and then I have a cream that has... um, some S it's called estriol. It's got estrogen and testosterone in it. And it's very low levels of estrogen and testosterone. And, um, that's what I do. And that's really helped me a lot. Just stay very even. It's helped my sleep. Um, the other thing I did was I had my thyroid checked. My thyroid, um, took a a dive and, and, and that can also be really impactful to your hormones. So there's natural thyroids that you can take, natural thyroid medicine. There's um, a lot of supplements. If you suspect your thyroid is acting up, you can self-correct by taking supplements. If you have a really good health food store or a Whole Foods, um, you can go in and talk to them. They're pretty good about knowing, you know, if you give them what your symptoms are, they're pretty good about knowing what, what you can go try and take. And and again, check with your physician, you know, get, if, you know, before you go on any kind of protocol, whether it's a diet or a really restrictive diet, or it's any kind of supplements, um, you need to check with your physician to see if that's what you should be doing. So <clears throat> I found that the bioidenticals really helped me a lot and just even me out. So I don't have those night sweats. So I sleep better at night. So I'm feeling more energized and refreshed during the day. I'll tell you what I love about menopause. And that is not having a period. (laughs) I love not having a period. And I thought I would miss it. You know, you think you're going to miss something and you're like, why would I ever think I was going to miss that? It's so great for travel. You never have to pack tampons. It's so awesome. You never have to worry about leakage. It's it's also um, physically just so freeing. I fi- I find that hormonally, I am so much nicer, friendlier, and just happier without having PMS. I mean, I know that it's true that we do get hormonal swings even after we don't have our period. But I tell you, I do not miss that week a month where I was very hormonal, extremely hormonal. I do not miss managing myself during that time. Um, I feel like I'm just so much happier. Sometimes when I go to the doctor and she takes my blood work and she says to me, Chris, um, your hormones are just really low, like even with the bioidenticals. She goes, how are you feeling? I'm like, I feel great. I feel great. I I just, I feel so positive and happy most of the time and um, just so even, 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 even. And in that way, you know, I just, I love this time of life. I love that this is the way to feel juicy as you are, that really just noticing all, all the really good aspects of having this changing body. So like I said earlier, I wasn't super thrilled with the weight gain and I'm still, you know, I still like, I would love to be five pounds thinner. I mean, that's just kind of going to be my, my, um, thing my whole life. I think I want to be five pounds thinner, even if I was 
20 pounds thinner, I'd probably say I want to be five pounds thinner. However, what I really focus on now, which um, makes me feel a lot better about my body and makes me feel that sense of feeling really juicy is that I am strong and I am healthy and I am fit. Now I do a fitness class and I do yoga and I walk. These are the things that I do. And I do some running too, but more, um, I don't do distance running. It's too hard on my joints. Um, I feel, and I, I don't want to have hip replacement or knee replacement. So I do like a walk running thing, especially on a flat trail where I will use my heart rate monitor and I will watch my Fitbit and I'll, um, get my heart rate up with a run to, I don't know, 150, 155, 160, 165, 170. And then I'll, I'll walk, I'll stay up at that for about a minute. And then I'll walk until my heart rate goes down to 130. And then I start running again. And I have found that to be a really nice way to get some extra cardio in, get some extra miles in, um, cause you can walk, you can get more distance in, in a shorter amount of time if you do some running, but I'm not doing that wear and tear on my joints that can be very harmful over time. And I think this is way better for my immune system. It's way more in sync with, um, the flow of my body and what my body wants. Um, I do lift weights. I think weights is really important to keep up your strength training. <clears throat> we tend to lose muscle mass um, as we age. And every year that I've gone back to my doctor, the last four or five years, my muscle mass increases a very small amount, but it's increasing, not decreasing. And that's going to be much better for my bones, um, much better for my overall health and my metabolism. Now, metabolism is what I notice the most about menopause is that my metabolism took a huge, huge dive. One thing um, that's really helped me is I would say mild intermittent fasting. I don't think it's really, really healthy for menopausal women from what my research has said to fast all day long, but to go into like 10, 11, 12, one o'clock, maybe two o'clock some days, if you really feel bloated or something, or you had a lot to eat the day before and fast, um, until about a 16 to 20 hour fast, um, is really powerful and it helps your body burn fat. It helps your body get into that kind of ketosis role that helps fat burning um, that's one thing I find kind of easy to do. And I also have found that when I do that, I'll break my fast. Um, I got this from a good friend of mine who breaks her fast with this really wonderful green smoothie. And <clears throat> so if you break your fast with a green smoothie, a protein smoothie, that's not high in sugar, but high in protein, then that's and a high in nutrients. That's a really nice way to break your fast. And then you have a meal maybe a couple hours later, and you can kind of pretty much eat what you want to in a way, like not a lot. Like, I mean, you know, I still eat really clean and healthy, but I'm not so concerned with what that really one meal is going to be. And I'll tell you what, I even have a glass of wine and it seems like that has worked really, really well for me to, um, kind of keep that leaner feeling in my body and just, and just to feel like, 
I just don't need as much food as I used to need. I'm, I'm not expending as much energy. I'm not as active. I'm not running after kids all day. I'm not, you know, as active. And so if you can get your activity level up, I just talked to a girlfriend yesterday and she's like, I walk two hours every day. And I'm like, oh, geez, really? She goes, yeah, just put on my podcast and I walk. I just walk for two hours and she gets about 20,000 steps in. Well, that's awesome. If you have two hours a day, you can walk all the better. The more activity that we do, um, the more we move, that's really, really, really critical for menopause. And then the last thing I want to say, my take on menopause is, I think it's funny that the word men is in, in there. Men? Oh, pause. <laughs> I mean, if you're married, you're not going to be able to take a pause on men. And I certainly haven't taken a pause with men in my world that, you know, I've, I've had times where I'm not as sexually active as others, but I'm definitely, um, I love men and I love hanging out with them and I love the male energy. I love the yin and the yang balance. So I'm not about pausing on men necessarily, but if you are, that's okay too. Got to give yourself permission to just be in this body, in this life, the way you want to be. And isn't that the most wonderful thing about the age we are? The most juicy thing about the way we are now is that we get to decide. I was sitting in a group the other night um, of women and I was talking and I just said, you know, I said, hey, you know, at, at our age, we're single. If you're single, um, or you're together with somebody, you get to decide how you're going to do this life if you're single. You know, you don't have to have just one lover. You could have two or three if you wanted to, or you could have a lover every two years if you wanted. You know, if you like being uh, monogamous, then be monogamous while it's fun. And pick a high-quality man. Pick somebody that you can care about, that you're going to learn from, and they're going to learn from you. And when it's done, it's done. Let it go. Let there be a next and, you know, this is what you get to decide as a woman who is in her 50s. And again, this is for single women. If you're married, you know, <clears throat> it might be a little more challenging to keep up your juicy sex life, but you can do that too. You know, you can do that too. And my guess is your husband loves you every inch of you the way you are. And really how you present yourself um, during this stage is everything to the man's interpretation you know, men love a woman who just really owns her hips, owns her body, and walks in a room very confidently. Um, they don't really care. They don't really look at all the other the stuff that we look at in the mirror. They don't notice that stuff. And certainly, you don't want to point it out to them. So in menopause, you know, we're going to have a little extra cush on our tush. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, you may gain 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds in menopause. Um, but you'll lose it. You'll lose what you need to and keep what you need to. And I think the more we can be grateful for the body that we have and grateful that we're strong, that we're healthy, that we're in our bodies and that yes, they're changing, but maybe the changes that are happening are pretty nice too. And I think if you can notice some of the nice things about the changes of your body, you know, then, um, that's how you stay juicy. That's how you stay in love with your body. That's how you love your body. The more love we send to our bodies, the more our bodies response and kindness to us back. So let's work ladies on loving our bodies as we change. 
Thank you so much for listening. Don't sweat the small stuff. Even as you're aging, we are living the big stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author and beloved teacher, Christine Carlson. Learn more about Christine's upcoming retreats, online courses, public speaking events, and more at christinecarlson.com and don'tsweat.com.